No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you for joining us. As always, tonight's recommended drink is cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack, bland brand no-name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast here at 6 p.m. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I hope you had a lovely day because I certainly did. Remember, a quick reminder, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to come with me on a little trip, we, tonight we're going to take a little vacation into an alternate reality. Then you can do so by following me on Twitter, at bumper, ladies and gentlemen. So much to get through in so little time. If you'd like to leave a tip during tonight's proceedings, the preferred method is, of course, uh, streamlabs.com slash boogie bumper, or periodically you can head over to dlive.tv slash boogie bumper and leave some of those succulent little soury little lemons in my fucking fruit bowl, mate. So thank you for joining us. So much to get through. Um, look, on this show, from time to time, we like to have a little fun here on the show from time to time, but... There's some serious, there are some serious things going on in the world. There are some serious matters we need to purse here, ladies and gentlemen. Frequently on this program, we talk about the concept, the idea, the theory that politicians are obsessed with legacy. It's one of the only things that they truly have to cling on to. In my opinion, it was one of like the big motivators for the two impeachment campaigns against the previous president, right? Even though they knew it wasn't going to happen, even knew they, even though they knew they weren't going to impeach him, even though they knew they weren't going to get rid of the guy, it was about their legacy. Because in their mind, that's all that matters. What people will say, because you know their 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 legacy is now tied to Donald Trump. So they had to have it on their name, on their record, but that they were the ones that stood against the evil tyrant, right? They were the ones who tried to remove him. We were the ones who impeached him, right? They'll even tell you if you ask them themselves. I think it was AOC who came out after the first impeachment and said, look, even though it's not going to work, even though even though we're not going to win the vote, it doesn't matter. We're on the right side of history. Happy Hanukkah, my Sinister Charlie pipped three dollars. Thank you, sir. Fun is for happy people. Fun is for happy people. That's right. We'll have a little bit of fun, but not enough. Not enough for people to think that we're not taking things seriously. <laughs> Thank you for the tip, Charlie. So AOC even came out and said, "Look, this is so future generations will see what we've done here." Right? I'm paraphrasing her, but that was generally her tweet. So these fucks are absolutely obsessed with legacy. So it's on that 
note that I bring you tonight's first item, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Donald Trump's real legacy to America. This comes to us from the good people of Salon. The weaponization of an alternate reality. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> See, sometimes somebody who doesn't know this program or doesn't know me, sometimes they'll come in off the street, you know, like a fucking hobo. And say, what? Why is this? Why is this fucking Australian? Why is this foreigner reading Salon? Doesn't he understand? Bro, stop reading fake news. Why would you want to take this away from me? Why would you want to take these things away from us? These are the kinds of articles that make me get up in the morning, ladies and gentlemen. Donald Trump's real legacy to America, the weaponization of an alternate reality. Now, I'm sure this is going to be a very reasonable piece. So let's hear them out. Senator Ted Cruz is a proud disciple of Donald Trump's legacy. Fantastic choice of words. I can tell I'm going to like this already. A disciple. (laughs) He's a proud disciple of Donald Trump's legacy to America. His weaponization of an alternate reality. In recent days, Cruz has been positively Trumpian in his betrayal and lack of empathy regarding his... They always go straight to empathy, don't they? It's always they always go straight to the intangibles, the personality stuff, right? They hate you because they think that you go straight to the things that have nothing to do with somebody's personality, right? They go they go straight to you because they think you go straight after race or gender or sexual orientation or anything like that, right? But what they do on the flip side is they you can have an opinion, you can you can say, "Look, I think it's a bad idea to welcome, you know, 2.5 million migrants in every year. I think we need to slow down the rate of immigration. We're struggling to keep up with infrastructure. There are, you know, continuity issues in various communities. There's fracturing that's taking place in larger cities, uh, down ethnic lines, you know, uh, ethnic ethnic suburbs are forming and, you know, whatnot. And people see this as some kind of a problem, blah, blah, blah. Right? You can bring up all of the economic arguments you want. They'll just dismiss all of that and they'll say, ah, I see. The problem is you have a deep-seated phobia and an inherent hatred of people that are different from you, right? (laughs) So they go straight to personality. And then what you'll find is if you... And look, I've done it myself. I no longer care to get into conversations or arguments with people who do that kind of shit. You know why? Because it's fucking pointless. Because all you're going, you you think you're entering into a debate or a discussion about, say, immigration policy, but within five minutes, you'll be stuck debating their opinion of your personality. And you'll be saying, but I'm not a racist. I have lots of black friends. You know, I'm not a bigot. I'm not a sexist. You know, I don't hate women. And I'll say, yes, you do. Only a, only a sexist could come up with such a ridiculous opinion like this. So you'll be forced into a conversation about you and not about the issue. So don't fucking waste your time. If you say something like, well, I think we need to address the immigration problem and they call you a racist, just go, okay. Okay. Because now now I know you're not somebody I need to waste my time with. You're not somebody I need to bother going back and forward with. Just go, okay. Don't, don't worry about what they think of you. Don't think about it. Because really, they're not that important. <laughs> they're pretty dumb. They're stupid people. So save your breath. Cruz has been positively Trumpian in his betrayal and lack of empathy 
regarding his family's getaway to a beach resort in Mexico while his state was paralyzed by a catastrophic winter storm. To make matters worse, Cruz championed an alternate reality by concocting... It's, it's quite the fucking accusation, isn't it? <laughs> it's quite the accusation. No, no, you're not just wrong. You have constructed a false reality. Wow. Yes, the Matrix, exactly. <laughs> to make matters worse, Cruz championed an alternate reality by concocting different versions of the truth with a web of lies and shifting blame to his children. Does everybody remember those those horrible images, those heartbreaking images of poor old Snowflake in the window at the Cruz household, ladies and gentlemen? Do you remember that? We covered that. Oh, that was a fucking tearjerker, wasn't it? Poor old Snowflake being left at home alone in the freezing conditions in Texas with his own private security detail taking care of him. I mean, it must have been awful for poor old Snowflake. For now, his alternate reality appears to have won the day. So Cruz is winning. Uh, Gypsy of Diamonds in the chat. Wasn't a boogie showing the commercial from Japan with the guy in the ball chair and big nipples? Well, it could have been. <laughs> the sad part about this show is I don't remember if it was or not. But it very well could have been. Which means I, I either have a very bad memory, which I don't think is true, or we play so many things which are like Japanese men sitting in a ball chair with big nipples that we forget all of the ones that we previously played. I'll let you decide your own truth. Senator Ron Johnson claims that the mood among the demonstrators at the Capitol on January the 6th, we've only just started with these references to January 6th, by the way. This is going to be with us for the next 50 fucking years, I'm telling you. If you're a Republican and every time you think that you want to, you know, express an opinion, you're going to be reminded of January 6th. <laughs> the mood among the demonstrators at the Capitol on January 6th was largely positive, and there were, quote, fake Trump protesters in the crowd. In proclaiming this blatant falsehood, Johnson is egging on the millions of Trump supporters who still believe that the election was stolen from their leader. Alternate reality lives on. At the conclusion of Trump's second impeachment trial, he was acquitted for his role in the insurrection. No, that, the, the, that word again, the insurrection. At the Capitol, it's their favourite, isn't it? Despite being presented with mountains of audio, I mean, I've seen footage of insurrections. I've read, you know, historical accounts of insurrections. And if we're determined to keep calling this event an insurrection, then fine. But then we also must acknowledge that it was the weakest, poorest, most pathetic, laughably comical insurrection in world history, okay? So we can call it an insurrection, but comparing it to other insurrections now that we have deemed it to be an insurrection means that it only comes up extremely short, shorter than any other possible insurrection that's ever taken place ever in terms of insurrections. And now, if we understand that it's the most pathetic and the worst and the, the most comical non-insurrection insurrection that's ever been an insurrection, then you have to ask, why do you keep fucking kvetching about it, <laughs> right? So you decide. If you want to call it an insurrection, then it's time to nut up. Because as far as insurrections go, this was a fucking stroll on the beach on a warm autumn afternoon. It was a casual stroll down your favourite strip. 
compared to actual insurrections. Despite being presented with mountains of audio and video evidence from that fateful day, 43 out of 50 Republican senators voted to exonerate him. It was not just cowardice or foolishness that led to their vote. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the high horsing. I don't even know if that's a term. We're coining it. We're coming up with a new term on the show. The high horsing. These are the modern cowboys of the Wild West, ladies and gentlemen, California. Oh, you you weren't just cowardly and foolish. <laughs> it's so... Every possible second looking down your nose at people must be taken. <laughs> Has to be taken. And then have the fucking audacity at the end of it to say, you know, I don't understand why these... I don't understand why these ignorant, working stiffs don't like us more. I really don't. You know, here we are telling them the truth. Here we are explaining to them what uh, an alternate reality they've been brainwashed into believing. And they and these stupid fucking rednecks still don't like me. <laughs> I don't understand. It must be the fake news that's doing it. Yes. Only somebody who's been convinced by fake news could ever find it in their heart to not like what I'm saying about them. Alternate reality triumphed over observable truth on center stage. Trump has created his alternate reality to bolster his, bolster his fragile ego and to advance his political fortunes. He has used it to cover up his evident character defects and to persuade others to believe in his greatness and superiority. <laughs> his reality consists of big lies, small lies, conspiracy theories, misinformation, propaganda, false narratives, and violence, laser job. They even have... This guy has fucking balls like hard as concrete, man. You could smash into this guy's balls with a Mack truck and he wouldn't even flinch. They even have the audacity to throw violence in there at the end of it. After 12 months of rioting and looting and murder during the riots and the looting, the setting the police stations on fire, flipping over cars, right? Wanton destruction in over a dozen cities. Well, thank God we got rid of that Trump guy. He was constructing an alternate reality where everybody was addicted to violence. Oh. Isn't, that, isn't that wonderful? Well, thank you for keeping me safe. He is masterful, although deeply corrupt, at blurring and even shattering truth for his political advantage. In Trump's fantasy land, there is no oversight, no accountability, and no laws that apply to him. The means justify the ends. <laughs> Fuck, we are really... We really are at galactic levels of projection now, aren't we? Remember we were talking about this a while ago? Like, I remember fucking... Back in 2017, tw even 2016, on various live streams, I would say to people, you watch, eventually they will be the patriots and you will be the traitors, Right? They're going to construct their own alternate reality and they're going to shift. They're going to pivot away from being the ones who are known for, you know, burning flags and fuck racist America, fuck white people, right? They're going to shift away from that and they'll they'll then become themselves. The, we're, now we're protecting the constitution from you, right? 
We're protecting the Republic. We love America. You hate it. You're a bunch of traitors. You're trying to have an insurrection. You're trying to you're trying to overthrow a democratically elected government, you evil Nazis, right? And now here we are. 2021. That quote again. In Trump's fantasy land, there is no oversight, no accountability, and no laws that apply to him. What everyone's been telling me for the last four years is the laws only seem to apply to people who have the correct opinions, right? Well, in, well f- strike that, reverse it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. The laws only seem to get applied to the people who have the wrong opinions. The means justify the ends. Anything he says or does is acceptable as long as it brings him attention, adoration, profit, and power, ladies and gentlemen. Unfortunately for our country, Trump's use of an alternate reality has become the ideology of the Republican Party and nearly half of all Americans, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. (laughs) Half of all Americans are now using alternate reality to profit and get attention for themselves. (laughs) Oh, isn't it wonderful? Are you out... Listen to me. If you're out there in the audience and you've been living in an alternate reality, it's time to come back to the fold. It's time to come back to the warm, gentle embrace of the Democrat Party, ladies and gentlemen. The place where truth lives and is defended. (laughs) This explains why most of the party and legions of followers still support a man who has been impeached twice, botched the deadly coronavirus pandemic, listen to this, crashed the economy. <laughs> it crashed the economy? <laughs> now, come, come on. Come on, Salon. How stupid do you think people are? How stupid is your audience, Salon? I mean, what's wrong with all of these Republicans and their alternate reality? Don't they understand that Donald Trump crashed the economy? Oh, you mean all of those state economies that were shut down? Yes, I remember. I remember. And remember, remember when he tried to, you know, how about this? Remember when he suggested that he should send in the National Guard into Portland in order to stop the people of Portland literally throwing Molotov cocktails at police and trying to bash them on the streets. Do you remember that? And we were told, no, 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 you can't send the National Guard in. That would be fascism. (laughs) Do you remember when I told you in, let's say, I'm going to say around, maybe around this time last year in 2020, I said, you watch what's going to happen. There are elections coming up. What they're going to do is they are going to close their economies, right? The largest economies, New York, LA, Houston, they're going to close their economies down. All of these Democrat states are going to follow suit. They're going to demand that the economies be shut down in order to keep people safe. And then what they're going to do is blame the guy for getting what they want. Do you remember we spoke about this? And now... It's fucking so predictable. These people are so predictable like fucking sunrise. Now it's like, well, can you believe this guy in his alternate reality? I mean, he even crashed the economy. Oh, you mean he did the thing... You did... Your governors did the thing that you wanted them to do. (laughs) The article continues. 
and incited an insurrection against our government. This is what happens when a demagogue promulgates a reality that carries the weight of the presidency but is inherently toxic and pernicious. Lovely use of language. A large swath of America has adopted and internalized Trump's use of alternate reality. Millions of Americans have been brainwashed into accepting his distorted reality. They view Trump as their cult leader who possesses the qualities of greatness. They believe in his alternate reality and even his blatant lies, his outlandish conspiracy theories and his provocation of violence. And now they believe that the use of alternate reality by both politicians and followers is a smart and effective strategy. <laughs> I've never heard of politicians using this strategy before. Have you ever heard, you know, what I hate most about Donald Trump is he's changed what the norms are. He's really attacked the norms of politics. Remember before Donald Trump when all of the politicians would just tell the truth all the time? Remember that? Remember before Donald Trump how no politicians would ever construct alternate realities, right? Remember how they never thought that constructing alternate realities was an effective strategy? No, before Donald Trump, everyone was so... They used to wear their heart on their sleeve. They were upfront. They were honest. They would just tell us the truth. You know why? Because government loves me. Government loves me. Government loves us. Government is the benevolent force in our lives. Why do you have to be so cynical for? Can't you see that government really is truly wonderful and they love us and want to protect us? Yeah. Trump's alternate reality is wholly malignant and dangerous because it undermines objective truth. It is a myth. It is an illusion. Trump is a salesman, a carnival barker, a con man. He has no interest in people, policy, or public service. All he cares about is selling himself. This is so fucking salty, isn't it? Where, where, how, how long after after the election are we? Is what is it like two months now officially? Eight weeks, something like that. We haven't even started yet. These people are these people are covered in salt. They are licking their own armpits and crying as they bite into lemon wedges. These are salty, bitter, and twisted people. It will never. He has. You know, I know it's a little bit of a meme. And, you know, part of me, I'm going to be brutally honest with you here, part of me is almost grateful that Trump lost because now I can stop fucking hearing about him as much as I heard about him before. But only part of me, only a very small part thinks that, cynically. But, the le the, the, like I said, I know it's a meme. He has scarred these people for life. Deeply. They, they have been deeply personally affected by him, by this, by the fact that he was president. Now that's what they're going to, they're going to spend the rest of their careers constantly talking about him, comparing everybody to him. Well, hey, he might be bad, but at least he's no Donald Trump, right? Listen to this. Trump is a salesman, a carnival barker, a con man. He has no interest in people, policy or public service. All he cares about is selling himself, his personal and commercial brand through his lies, his conspiracy theories, and his propaganda. Anything is fair game, 
even an alternate reality that is nonsensical and poisonous. <laughs> it's so passionate. Wow, you re he really hurt you, didn't he? <laughs> You've been really personally affected by this. I feel so I, I almost feel sorry for these people. Imagine living like this. Don't worry, we'll get to more of this. I've got more very damaged, broken people who are struggling with alternate realities coming up directly after this piece. Trump's use of alternate reality is antithetical to democratic principles and the Constitution. He does not love democracy and he's he does not love America. <laughs> this, is, this is like that this is like that cuck boy who really likes the girl, but the girl likes the football player. She doesn't like the cuck. This is the kind of thing that the cuck guy would say to the girl he's sweet on who doesn't even know he exists. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't love you. He doesn't even know you. He doesn't understand you like I understand you. This is what they sound like. They sound like desperate, fucking nerdy cuck boyfriend wannabes in the hallway of a high school. This is what you sound like to normal people. He does not love democracy and he does not love America. He wants to destroy it. He is an authoritarian at heart. He orchestrated and incited an insurrection against our government. That's now the third use in f in five paragraphs. That's the third use of the term insurrection. Do you ever get the feeling like they're trying to trying to say something here? What do you think he means by this? <laughs> Intended to overthrow the will of the people. His singular goal was to maintain his power at any costs. If that had happened, his alternate reality would have lived on and flourished. We would have become... <laughs> this, is, this is probably my favourite favorite line. We would have become a country of lies. <laughs> oh, no. We can't have that. We wouldn't... We wouldn't want the American government to be known to, for lying to people. Finally, finally, we're back to a, a government of truth. By the way, how's that minimum wage going? Has it been has that been lifted yet? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How are you going with that minimum wage thing? Hey, at least you're no longer living in a country of lies. <laughs> thank God, thank God, the adults are in charge again. He orchestrated and incited an insurrection against our government, intended to overthrow the will of the people. His singular goal was to maintain his power at any cost. If that had happened, his alternate reality would have lived on and flourished. We would have become a country of lies, conspiracy theories, propaganda, and violence. Ladies and gentlemen, and violence. Iceman4433, as a kid, this guy gets... Uh, Put in the lockers in school. You think he's one of those guys? One of those guys who's tasted toilet water on more than one occasion? Have a listen to this. This is when it starts to get very masturbating, which is part of the reason why I enjoy this article so much. Uh, if you've got them, whip them out and start flogging because you're about to get compliments for Joe Biden and President Kamala Harris, which you will wonder what fucking dimension of the multiverse they came from. You all, speaking of alternate realities, where the fuck is yours? <laughs> You're not even close to Earth, mate. Have a listen to this. President Joe Biden and President Kam and Vice President Kamala Harris are the antidotes to Trump's alternate reality. <laughs> 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 
You know, it was back in uh, 1971 there. They, uh, you know, all this was all houses out here. You know, and uh, it was, there was fields and the paddocks. And I remember I was working at the uh, country club. It was a nice country club. And I was working around uh, with the pools there, you know. And I used to love it when I went in the water and the kids would uh, rub my legs and make the hair go the other way. This is the antidote, ladies and gentlemen, to alternate reality. President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris are the antidotes to Trump's alternate reality. They function, this is amazing, they function within the context of facts, the truth, and science. (laughs) They operate within the context of science, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's right, you heard me. If you've got something against your kid cutting his fucking dick off, then I'm afraid you're a bigot. You know, I stand with the side of science that says that there's nothing wrong with that. Hey, who are you to who are you to tell your son that he needs to not cut his penis off, huh? What the hell is wrong with you? We stand with science. They have not, the article continues, they have not constructed an alternate reality that is self-serving and virulent. They cherish democracy, and they understand that its sustainability requires observable and transparent proof. Yeah, Jim N-word in the chat. Men in dresses are women. Trust the science. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to this. Okay. So President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris are the antidote to Trump's alternate reality. Okay. The author says they function within a context of facts, truth, and science. Uh, they observe, you know, they love democracy, they cherish democracy, right? Now, listen to this next line because if you're standing, sit down. If you're sitting, lie down. And if you're driving, please pull over. Remember, we, want, we don't want to construct an alternate reality here, okay? We want to do observable, transparent truth. No alternate realities from this author. The next line, and I quote, The solution is for Trump to be marginalized and purged. Purged. It's not my word. That line again, the solution. So this is the solution to the alternate reality, right? This is what you do when you cherish democracy, apparently. Quote, the solution is for Trump to be marginalized and purged. Listen to this. Even now that he is out as uh, out of office, he hit the he has hit the airwaves to continue to spread the big lie that he won the election. He will never accept or understand that his alternate reality is destructive to the well-being of our people. We need to purge the former president in order to keep you safe. Thank you for keeping me safe. You know. I'm not purging the former president for me. I'm not getting rid of the president because I don't like him. I'm getting rid of the president because otherwise he's going to make your brain sick. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. You know, we need to get rid of the former president. He needs to be marginalised and purged because otherwise there's a lot of people out there who are going to be put at risk. We're doing this for their protection, don't you see? Thank you for keeping me safe, Solo. 
Even now he was out of office, he has hit the airwaves to continue to spread the big lie that he won the election. He will never accept or understand that his alternate reality is destructive to the well-being of our people, nor does he care. He still thinks it's a surefire ticket to success. After all, he became president and came close to winning re-election by convincing Americans that his exceptionalism could be theirs too and that their lives would be better for it. Please tell the families of the 500,000 dead Americans that their lives are better. Please tell the millions of Americans who are jobless, broke, and frightened that their lives have improved. Americans must stop being lazy and complacent about figuring out observable truth. <laughs> Listen to this. They cannot, let bu- they cannot let partisan bias allow their thinking to be hijacked by an alternate reality. <laughs> See, you no longer just disagree with these people. You no longer just see things differently to these people. No, 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 no. You have been brainwashed. Partisan bias has hijacked your brain into believing into an uh, into an alternate reality. And you know the former guy that you the former president whom you voted for needs to be purged so you don't get sucked into believing another alternate reality again. You know why? Because it's doing you harm. It's unsafe for you. We need to protect you from that. How about that? Gary Vance uh, with the diamond in the chat. Thank you for joining us, Gary. Just writes war. And I'll add, huh, good God. What is it good for? The Jackie Chan version. Absolutely nothing. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Donald Trump's real legacy to America, the weaponization of an alternate reality. On the theme of alternate reality, Let's check in with NBC News. Apparently, there's been some developments in the insurrection at the Capitol, ladies and gentlemen. You know, the January... Have you? Did you hear about this thing that happened on January 6th? Have you heard about this? Did you know that there were people who were, you know, constructing an alternate reality, who were convinced by President Trump to stage an insurrection and try to overthrow the government? Did you know about this? First I've heard of this. I had no fucking idea. Sounds horrible. So there have been some developments, ladies and gentlemen, in the investigation going into January 6th. Let's have a look. Oh, Minister of Fun, Kimmy with the diamond. I'll have the hyperbole with a side of lies, please. Coming right up. Coming up right up. Gypsy of diamonds, gypsy with the diamond. Ved just steals the diamond, gypsy. My alternate reality is a prez who isn't brain dead. Well, good luck with that. Let's have a look here. Let's see what they've uncovered in the January 6th insurrection investigation, ladies and gentlemen. Details and new video of the Capitol rioter accused of stealing Nancy Pelosi's laptop. Uh Our Richard Engel with an NBC News investigation and a warning some of the language is disturbing. This is 22-year-old Riley Williams from Pennsylvania in the Capitol on January 6th, according to the FBI. A little general. <coughs> why do why do all of these events, right? Genuine point, genuine argument here. If you ever thought that women aren't in control, 
I'm sorry. I don't know how to sh- how to best shatter this patriarchal myth, this alternate reality you've been living with. I don't know how better to shatter it than to point to all of these little protests and all of these riots, right, and show you that regardless of which side it's allegedly on, the right or the left, these these tiny little women have do have a habit of showing up to these things, don't they, and fucking bossing people around? <laughs> don't they have a habit of doing that? You know, there's a whole bunch of, you know, armed men in some cases standing around, well, what are we going to do now? What are we going to destroy now? There always seems to be a little chick who will pop up somewhere and go, okay, everybody do this. <laughs> and all of the guys just go, okay. <laughs> Very good point in the chat. Gypsy of Diamonds in the chat. She's got bold frame glasses. Indeed she does. Minister of Fun, Kimmy with the, uh, in the chat. An insurrection and foul language? How can we survive this? I know, you're going to have to put your big boy and girl pants on for this one. This is a very troubling story. Let's have a look. This is 22-year-old Riley Williams from Pennsylvania in the Capitol on January 6th, according to the FBI. I mean, if I was in there, just I wouldn't be there because I wouldn't go to something like this. But just say I was in this environment and this little fucking chick who looks like Four foot ten, probably pay, uh, probably weighs fifty pounds, ringing wet. You know, if she started pushing me along and saying, "All right, everybody, go up the stairs," I would, I would legitimately turn to her and say, "Fucking, who the fuck are you telling what to do? Fucking touch me." <laughs> you know, not trying to be tough or anything like that, but be like, "Girl, you are out of your element here. This is not your job. Who's fucking signed you up for this? It's like that tiny copper." in the police academy movies you know the tiny little black chick can you please get back from the barrier please sir you know (laughs) who the fuck are you bossing around mate get get to the back of the line shouldn't you be outside making sandwiches or something for the rest of us huh fuck out of here why don't you go why don't you go bake us a fucking insurrection cake do something womanly for christ's sakes get the fuck out of the way Yeah, Sinister Charlie. Yeah, we, we, we were going there anyway, girlfriend. <laughs> Everybody, up the stairs. Go. Did you hear that? Fuck me. The FBI. Okay. Upstairs is Speaker Nancy Pelosi's office. Inside, a female voice the FBI believes to be Williams seems excited. I'm in Nancy. Where are you? On the desk is I'm in Pelosi's Nancy. HP laptop. The same voice tells others to treat it carefully. They put on gloves. According to the FBI, a witness claims Williams stole the laptop oh. and intended to send the computer device to a friend in Russia. <laughs> of course. Of course she did. <laughs> it's got to be Russia. Had to be Russia, didn't it? <laughs> Hey, she was <laughs> this little fucking piece of shit who's bossing people around. That was her that was her wily scheme that we've uncovered. She was going to steal Nancy Pelosi. She planned apparently before the event. So she knew before the event that she she didn't even know if she was going to get in the building or get into Nancy Pelosi's office. Remember, this was a spontaneous thing. Nobody had a plan to do this before Donald Trump's speech earlier that day, right? Right? I mean, this has got to be one of the dumbest fucking things I've ever heard in my life. So apparently, 
this Donald Trump speech, which inspired people to storm the Capitol, which happened earlier that day, she preempted that by on a previous occasion talking about her intention to steal Nancy Pelosi's laptop and send it to Russia. <laughs> Maybe she's a time traveler. Let's carry on here. To be passed to Russian intelligence. Russian intelligence. Williams yes. turned herself in to authorities shortly after the Capitol assault. Right. An NBC News investigation can reveal tonight this is also Riley Williams expressing neo Nazi sympathies. There is no political solution. All that is left is acceleration. Hail Hitler. <laughs> I've got to be honest here. When I heard, when I heard the corporate media talking about, well, you know, a lot of these rioters have ties to white supremacist groups, okay? Because th this is the ultimate irony of the alternate reality that you're being presented with here. A couple of people in the chat, I think, suggesting that she's a little bit of a cute Nazi. <laughs> only when she's dressed, only when she's dressed up in her skull face mask. Keep the mask on, honey. So you were being told that, you know, the white supremacists are taking over. This is very serious. The white supremacists tried to overthrow the government. Have a look at the white supremacists that they are afraid of. They're afraid of tiny little bossy girls doing fucking TikTok dance videos. That's the state of the modern white supremacist movement. You know, a friend sent me this video. And I said, I said to, you know, in response, well, I actually kind of giggled at this. And they're like, what do you mean? And I said, well, you know, think about it. <laughs> think about it. Think about the, where the Nazis are today, apparently. Apparently, we're, we're also supposed to be fucking terrified of these tiny little girls who do TikTok videos and go, hail Hitler. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's fucking, it's a joke. It's pathetic. This is pathetic. If this is the white supremacist, if this is the evil white supremacist that you're telling me about, I mean, let's be honest here. She's fucking adorable. <laughs> she's cute as a button. <laughs> How can we be terrified of this? What the hell are you fucking talking about? You know, I'm picturing like bald men, bald, burly men with firearms and tats and fucking chains going from their earlobe to their nostril. You know, jeans and boots kicking in skulls. Maybe a, you know, an abandoned warehouse on a dock somewhere or something, having punk rock parties. They're all fucking having sex with each other. They're bashing Asians. Like, is, I thought that's what we're supposed to think of when we think of neo-Nazis. No. Now we're supposed to think of small, bossy little girls who dress up. She's dressed up for this TikTok video. Who dress up in their nicest little dresses for TikTok videos and say, oh, Hitler with a musical background. Give me a fucking break. Give me a fucking break over here. <laughs> what the hell are you worried about? This is the state of the Nazi party in 2021? Well, if that's the worst you got, then I think we're all going to be okay. NBC News, along with the investigative group Bellingcat, verified the masked video found on an encrypted white supremacist chat group. <laughs> In this, in this encrypted white supremacist chat group, do other little girls post TikTok videos of themselves dancing in, dancing in nice dresses? Hmm? Hmm? Jim Enward, were you referring to Romper Stomper there, Boogs? Jim Enward, very good pickup. Jim. I don't think anybody else could have gotten that. 
Jim Edward nailed it. Classic Australian film. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Russell Crowe's in it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, can this glow any harder? <laughs> Here in the chat, look at that. She's literally glowing. This is a glow-in-the-dark for shizzle, my nizzle. William's social media accounts, now deleted, were uh -huh. also full of support for white nationalism. Right. Williams faces charges of unlawful entry and aiding and abetting the theft of government property. Okay. <laughs> there you go. The terrifying white nationalist, ladies and gentlemen, little girls doing TikTok videos on the same theme. Since we're talking about alternate realities, this happened. Amazon changes new app icon after design is compared to Hitler mustache. I want you to take a moment and consider just where we are right now. Like, just just take a pause and consider for a moment what exactly we're dealing with here in 2021. Because sometimes it can be easy to get swept up in the outrage cycles. On this show, we like to, you know, we like to sit on our porch with a mint julep and watch the outrage float lazily down the bayou, right? Watch it float past on the river. That's the way we like to enjoy our outrage cycles. Maybe we'll throw some peanut shells at it if it gets too close. Yeah, out of here. Look, honey, a new outrage. Oh, isn't it gorgeous, right? We don't, we try not to get involved. We try not to get sucked into the outrage, but rather just enjoy it for what it is. A passport, a ticket, a vacation to an alternate reality. So consider where we are in 2021. We're supposed to be fucking terrified of the Nazis. Who are the Nazis? They're little girls barking orders, stealing laptops, and doing TikTok dancey cute videos. <laughs> in, pri in private messaging groups. Right? So we're supposed to be terrified of the Nazis. Now, who are the anti-fascists terrified of? The anti-fascists lay awake night after night kvetching over fucking corporate logos which to them resemble dictators who have been dead for 80 years. The Nazis are little girls doing TikTok videos. The anti-Nazis are people who lay awake pissing themselves thinking that a corporate logo might look like a cartoon version of Hitler. That's 2021. When people talk about, oh, this division, oh, everybody's scared, everybody's at each other's throats, it's never been so dangerous. Just remember what they're referring to. Just remember how ridiculous it is. Cabaret, exactly. That's That was the first thing I thought of when I saw this story. Cabaret in the chat says, they banned a teapot for looking like Hitler, and it didn't even look like Hitler. It was a normal teapot. Yes, the Hitler teapot. Let's see if we can bring it up for some context here. Just in case you missed that one. That, when was that? About 2017, thereabouts? Here's, here's the, the Hitler teapot, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, this brings back memories. There you go. <laughs> That's the Hitler teapot. So they said, oh, look, the handle looks like his hair. The, the top of the teapot looks like a moustache. I mean, these people are fucking unhinged, right? Amazon changes new app icon after designers compared to Hitler moustache. 
A new icon that Amazon rolled out on its mobile app has quietly undergone an alteration after part of the logo drew some comparisons to the moustache worn by Adolf Hitler. <laughs> All it takes, by the way, all it takes is a few check marks. All it, you ne you guys never saw the Hitler teapot? Oh my God, there's so many, because it was in the UK, right? Obviously, you don't drink tea in the United States. I can't believe none of you saw the Hitler teapot. This is incredible. We're going to have to, we're going to have to quickly cover it now. So, you know, what? You, you missed out on so much fun. Um, okay. Actually, it's from seven years ago. It's from seven years ago. Wow, so Barack Obama was still in power. Let's have a look here. Let's see what this is. Now it's time for What's Hot. We talk about stories that have all of us talking. And we're joined right now by digital media strategist Katie Klein and Jeff Wagner is back. Our first topic today. This is from May. The parents of a 10-year-old. This is from May 2013, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Here we go. For it to be a successful transplant, regardless of age. And you, yeah, you can't blame the parents, right. though. I mean, no, if I were no, in their no. shoes, I'd be doing the exact no, same no, no. thing. No, no, no. Wouldn't sure. want to be the ref on this one. No. no. Yeah, Coming up next, retailer JCPenney has caused Weather a stir. Report. Some people complain that one of its tea kettles resembles... Happy Hanukkah, money! Sinister Charlie pipped $3. Isn't this like people seeing Jesus in a pop dart? Yes. You see what you want to see kind of thing? Yes, exactly. So we've gone from seeing Jesus in a pop tart to see to seeing Hitler in an Amazon logo though. <laughs> I'm not simping for Amazon. They can get fucked. I'd find it hilarious though. I, I did ask a friend of mine last night, like, at what point does this become mental illness? And they're like, what do you mean? I said, well, isn't it some kind of condition to see horrible... Isn't it some kind of condition to see horrible images that make you afraid in ordinary things? Shouldn't that be classified? Shouldn't we get these people some fucking treatment? <laughs> Eliza Vaughn can't stop laughing at the ordinary teapot. Well, okay, let's get back to the teapot because you need a little context here. This will all make sense. I can't... I, I legit can't believe that so many people never heard about the Hitler teapot. This was one of the first ones. So this was back in 2013. It's before the Hitler dog. It's before the Hitler Amazon logo, right? This is old school, man. And the plates, yeah, the same type of, of vanity yeah. plates are special. <laughs> like, even, even I said, oh, what was this, like three, four years ago? No, that's how quickly time goes when you get older, man. And this, like, if you're a little bit younger and you're, on this, and you're in this audience and you're watching the show or you're listening to this podcast, now you understand when I get fr Now you understand why I don't care anymore, okay? Because seven years ago, long before you gave a fuck, if you just started talking about politics and getting involved in the culture war and shit when Donald Trump was elected, there was a whole bunch of us who were doing it beforehand with nobody caring, nobody paying attention. We just had to sit here and watch. We had to sit here and watch and take L after L after L after L after L to the crazy people to the point where it just broke our spirits. And now we're like, well, who gives a fuck? The world's going to burn anyway. And you've just shown up like in the last 10 minutes of this and gone, what the hell are you doing? Pick up guns. Let's fight. Let's go. And it's like, come on, man. It's too late for that. <laughs> Where were you when they were banning the Hitler teapot? Come on, bro. 
Did you do a tour of duty in the teapot land? I don't think you did. You just got here. You're a new recruit. Shut up, Rook. <laughs> All right, Hitler teapot. Specialized plates, you should say. Okay, our third topic, our final topic today. A tea kettle. <laughs> what does that tea kettle look like? Hitler, of course. Of course. Some people complained. This JCPenney tea kettle. Because it looks, look, they said it looks like he's doing a little Heil Hitler as well. <laughs> it resembles Adolf Hitler. Motorists took photographs of the billboard. <laughs> And some took to social media to discuss the kettle, which they believe looks like the infamous dictator. I, do I just not have enough time? You missed time? it at first, right? I mean, you didn't see it, and then now you I, can't... Well, you know what? I don't really study teapots. <laughs> if I saw that, I wouldn't be like... Hmm. You know, I don't really study teapots. Uh, the Nazi party, on the other hand, big fan. <laughs> big fan of the Nazis. Big fan of... I like to call him Uncle Adolf. He's adorable. So now people want a Hitler teapot. I can't blame you. You know what? You could probably get a Hitler teapot on like eBay or something, and you'd probably have to pay a fucking fortune for it because people were already buying it, and then they took it off the shelves, right? Then they cancelled it. So there are a few Hitler teapots floating around out there. If you can get one, go for it. And like I, but like I said, you'd probably have to pay through the nose because it's a collector's item now. <laughs> A new icon that Amazon rolled out on its mobile app has quietly undergone an alteration after part of the logo drew some comparisons to the mustache worn by Adolf Hitler. The new, the new logo, which debuted in January, features a cardboard box design with a blue strip of tape on it. Some said the tape, situ situated above the company's signature smiling arrow, looked like the infamous toothbrush mustache worn by the World War II German dictator. Again, a guy who's been dead for 80 fucking years. 80 years. I mean, did you could you could you imagine in your wildest dreams, even at the height of the Nazi party during World War II, when it looked like they were gonna take over the whole world, right? When Hitler was the man. Do you ever think in his wildest dreams he would have laid down late at night and thought 80 years after he's dead? People are going to be still so obsessed with him that they will see his face in corporate logos of delivery companies, right? People are sick. Laughing my ass off, I completely missed that Amazon quietly tweaked its new icon to make it look less like Hitler. Technology editor Alex Hearn of The Guardian tweeted on Monday, My parents use Amazon every day. They're going to be lost for the next few days when they ask where Amazon's gone. I'll tell them to look for the cardboard Hitler. <laughs> Amazon's new iOS app logo attempt too, now with 15% less Hitler. I love this. This is fucking beautiful. So this is the response from Amazon. Now, trust me, I'm not going to simp for Amazon. Never, never. But this is fantastic. This is one of those PR statements that oh, this makes my nipples hard when I see this level of, you know, PR, PR fucking cock walking, right? This strutting from a PR person. Have a listen to this. Quote, Amazon is always exploring new ways to delight our customers. <laughs> to delight, not please. They've gone one step further. No, we don't please our customers. We delight our customers. Oh, what a delight. A spokesperson told today in a statement, quote, We designed the new icon to spark anticipation, excitement, and joy 
when customers start their shopping journey on their phone, just as they do when they see our boxes on their doorstep. Heil Amazon. Yes. Well done. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't have the um. God, I didn't have the fucking thing up. There you go. Amazon changes new app icon after it is designed, <laughs> after it is compared to the fucking Adolf Hitler mustache. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick five-minute break. I need to refresh my beverage. When we return, we'll get right back into the silly side of the alternate reality. Stick around. You're on the Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. See you soon. times using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later irrational times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level new songs and sketches every week so check it out Live.tv slash JJ Stone. And we love JJ here on the show. The world is a terrible place, full of terrible people doing terrible things. Thankfully, there's a weekly live stream that doesn't sugarcoat it for you. Join Major Tom Saturdays at 10 p.m. for the Big Empty. That's Major underscore Tom on DLive. Make sure to use zeros for O's because your life really is that hard. Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, wise censored, affectionately known as Electrolux, the original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. 
Spooky Evenings in Irreverent Fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you fumbling for coins when you have a heavy bag? <laughs> There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. And old cartoons We hope to see you over there very soon It's our special little spot Tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessie When we were kids and there wasn't any school We'd sit and watch all the best cartoons Eating cereal until it was noon We never thought that 30 years later It'd still be cool Saturday night and cheesy movies The ones that used to show us boobies It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessy This Justin! The global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. This right around this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. And shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. Hey, coming back. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us. Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Uh, just incidentally, a quick shout out to Joy of Pessy, who's going to be live at midnight tonight, sometime after everybody's favourite lover of French women, which is some uh, Mersh, which is sometime after Irrational Time, which is sometime during Coffee Talk with Sandra, which is sometime after this show. So there you go. Plenty to keep it going. Thank you for joining us. Uh, let's get right back into it, shall we? Because, ladies and gentlemen, we like to celebrate on this show. We like to talk about things that will keep you safe, things that will protect you. Thinking about our corporate partners in life, the governments. Coffee Talk with Sandra with the Diamond Bookster. Sandra! How you going? Thank you for joining us. So it's important because you ignorant rubes out there, you disgusting ignorant rednecks who don't know your asshole from your ear hole, you don't know shit from shoe polish, it's important that we educate you. So you don't get sucked in, drawn into this alternate reality. By the way, uh, you should be concerned about the Nazis. They're apparently wearing pretty pink dresses and doing dancing on TikTok videos. You should call yourself a brave anti-fascist and piss the bed when a corporation comes out with a logo that you see Hitler in, where there is no Hitler. 
This is the way we're supposed to be. Let's not get sucked into the alternate reality vortex now, ladies and gentlemen. This week's edition of Thank You For Keeping Me Safe, it's about time. Qantas, which is the biggest airline in Australia, one of the biggest airlines in the world. Qantas to roll out health passports this week. Yes. Winning TV with a diamond, dlive.tv slash winning TV. Join Phil tomorrow night at 6.30pm with the great Victor Von Schroom, of course. Uh, winning TV. Don't forget the smelly Walmart, Walmart rednecks. Yes, we will never forget about them. We can't forget them. God, they stink, don't they? <laughs> Remember that? Who was it that said that? Was that Strock or some other fucking gypsy? I don't know. Some government fucking gypsy. Thank you for keeping me safe. Qantas to roll out health passports this week. Yes! Thank you! This is great news. Great news. Qantas announced it is looking into the use of digital health pass apps to help resume safe international travel, according to a report by Simple Flying. <laughs> Me either, man. The Common Pass and IATA Travel Pass smartphone apps are being trialled on the airline's international repatriation flights. Qantas suspended... So this is the repatriation flights, which is very cute. That means if you've been stuck overseas whilst the borders have been closed, that means they're now trialling the digital passport on you. Because, hey, it's not like you've got a fucking choice now, is it? Huh? If you're stuck in, an, in a foreign country, you're desperate to get home, the borders are closed, and Qantas comes up to you and says, hey, listen, we'll fly you home, and you go, thank God somebody's going to fly me home. Yeah, you're just going to have to sign up to this digital passport. Hand over your medical history. Oh. And then they'll come out at the end of it and say, it was an amazing success. And then the governments will say, you know what, we should do this for all people. We should do this for everybody. Who invested... Who who made this app, by the way? Who's who who provided the initial investment for this? Oh, oh the Rockefellers. Oh, was it the Rothschilds or the Rockefeller? One of the two. I don't know. I don't know. It's one of them, one or the other. <laughs> you can look that up yourself. That would don't want to get sucked into an alternate reality now. The Common Pass and IATA Travel Pass smartphone apps are being trialled on the airline's international repatriation flights. Qantas suspended all of its international services on, 9th, on the 19th of March last year. Since then, it has operated only repatriation flights in this segment, including services to London. Qantas's leadership previously shared that it didn't expect the airline to resume any significant long-haul international flying before a vaccine is rolled out. This is the company, by the way, where the, the CEO of the company, a guy named Joyce, he said... He was quite open about it, what, six months ago? Maybe even more? He said, no, 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 here at Qantas, we are going to request that people have a vaccine before they travel on our airplanes. We're going to require people to have taken a vaccine before we let them buy a ticket. 
Early January, Qantas announced that it was planning to start its international operations in July 2021. However, last week, Qantas announced that it is now planning to restart regular international travel passenger services to most destinations from the 31st of October 2021. So we're pushing it out. The Australian government has uh, implemented a stringent long-term restrictions on travel. So ahead of the flight restart, the airline has to have the right tools in place to ensure operations run safely and smoothly. Do you remember, was it early in 2020 when I said to you, look, the government doesn't have to set a whole bunch of rules. Remember, we would read a story about, oh, potential new rule is coming in, a potential new restriction is coming in. And you would get these fucking knuckle-dragging rock apes who would rock up and say, um, dude, that's fucking wrong. The gov- Don't worry about it. It's bullshit. They're never going to be able to enforce this, right? How many times did we hear this? Even here on the show, people would come into the chat room and go, bro, they're not going to enforce it. Relax, bro. Stop being a conspiracy theorist, bro, right? That, kind, that, that level of shitty concern trolling. And I would say to them, they don't have to enforce it. They're going to make they're going to make businesses enforce it themselves. Businesses will enforce it. They'll make average ordinary average ordinary people have now been deputized to the cause. The government doesn't need to enforce shit. People are enforcing shit themselves on themselves. And then ratting out people who don't join in that enforcement. It's been happening for a while now. So that line again, the Australian government has uh, implemented stringent long-term restrictions on travel. So ahead of the flight restart, the airline has to have the right tools in place to ensure operations run safely and smoothly. That's PR management speak for there are a whole list of conditions that one must satisfy a government person. A government employee is going to check the conditions of your workplace and decide whether or not you're allowed to make money. Winning TV with a diamond. Why fumble for a passport when you have a heavy bag? Yeah. They should all take. They should all take a leaf out of the Chinese book. And you bring up a great point, Phil, because I think it was in late 2019 when we covered the story. They was they were installing facial recognition cameras in in the Chinese train stations. And we covered the video on this show. Look at what they're doing here. And people will say, oh, it'll never happen here. We'll never get that crazy here in Australia. This will never happen in America. We got the Constitution. We got the Second Amendment, you stupid foreign son of a bitch. You gave your guns away. Right? And I said, you watch, it'll happen here. It'll happen here. And the, the spokesman for the for the government in China, whatever level he was, some low-level guy, some local government kind of a guy, he was asked by the interviewer, why exactly are you bringing in facial recognition cameras at train stations instead of having just regular tickets? Because the camera would scan your face. That's how you would pay for your ticket, right? Everybody's face is already on a database. So every store you go into, every time you walk into a government building, every time you get on public transport, every time you go to the train station, the, the government is tracking you. Not actively, but passively. Because, you know, if you do something, if you commit some kind of offence, then they can put your name into the system and then they'll have all of the places that you went that day, right? Just bang, 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 bang. Because it's already logged. It's already, it's automatically taken care of. <laughs> I said, you watch, similar thing's going to come in here. And here we are now, you know, 
travel vaccine passports. Prove that you've gone to your government outlet and had your vaccine. Prove that you've handed over your history. But the, the Chinese spokesman for this, the, the government spokesman for this, putting cameras in train stations, when he was asked, why are you doing this? He said, and I quote, because sometimes people come to train station and have a heavy bag. You know, it can be very inconvenient for people when they go to train station, they can't get the ticket out of their pocket because they're carrying a heavy bag. I'm not lying. That's what they'll say. <laughs> well, why you, why you fumble for a passport when you have a heavy bag? <laughs> the solutions that Qantas is considering are the two digital apps on trial which will digitise medical records. Yeah, remember... Remember last year when we covered the story of Google trying to enter into the medical information marketplace, ladies and gentlemen. And Donald Trump would come out and criticise everybody but Google at times. And it turned out I, I, I put like five minutes of research into it during the coronavirus pandemic. At one point, Google was offering free coronavirus tests to anybody who agrees to sign up to have their medical history shared online because at the time, Google was trying to win a number of government contracts. Government contracts that would see them be responsible for uh, storing and archiving and moving around medical information about people in regards to the coronavirus vaccine rollout, which hadn't even been planned yet, right? And Donald Trump, oh, Google is MAGA. You know, Google's such a great company. And then he would criticise their competitors. It is what it is. So Google's been trying to move into the medical information market for quite some time. Right? The solutions that Qantas is considering that the two digital apps on trial will digitise medical records, which will help airlines see if people have received negative coronavirus results and have been vaccinated. So if you've previously tested negative to a coronavirus, well, I guess that would be positive, right? So if you have a negative test on your coronavirus thing, okay, we'll let you in. If you've got a positive test, mm -mm, sorry, the phone will tell you whether or not you're allowed to get on the plane today. The app will tell you whether or not you're allowed to fly. Not a person. Hey, it's out of our hands. Don't even bother complaining to a government official because they say this has nothing to do with us. We're just following the health side. We're following the science. We respect the science. <laughs> the airline follows in the steps of New Zealand, yada, yada, yada. There you have it. Qantas to roll out health passports this week. Well, hey, maybe that's just happening down here in Australia. Maybe we're the only ones crazy enough to do something like this. I mean, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We're not talking about the whole world or anything. It's just Australia. Who gives a fuck? I've still got my freedoms. EU plans to boost summer travel with its proposal for a digital vaccine passport. Oh, yeah. You know, what I love most about the digital vaccine passport is it's just a pure coincidence that all of these countries are doing the exact same thing China has already done at the same time. Yeah. It's just a pure coincidence that they're all doing the same thing at the same time right after China did it. Yeah. <laughs> As the vaccination rollout accelerates around the world, Many countries are starting to think about how they can enable vernacular... Uh, oh, fuck me. 
how they can enable vaccinated citizens to travel and visit public spaces such as restaurants and sports stadiums, ladies and gentlemen. Yes! Yes! Remember we said on this sh- another thing we said on this show. First, I'll roll it out for international travel. Thank you for coming. I'll see you in there. First, I'll roll it out for international travel, right? Look, look, we're, we're here, here. We here in the travel industry, we're trying to protect you. We're trying to keep you safe from coronavirus. And more importantly, we're trying to protect our staff at the same time. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to roll out a vaccination passport. And I'm afraid unless you've been vaccinated, then we won't allow you to leave the country that you're in. Oh, okay. okay. And you might think to yourself, well, fuck them. Fuck them. Joke's on them. I'm not planning on flying anywhere anyway. They can get fucked. I'm not leaving. Fuck them. I'm not going on any holidays. Who cares? Can't. Ha. That means I win. <laughs> and we would say on this show, yes, they'll roll it out for international travel first. And then it'll be domestic travel. Right? Then it'll be flying from state to state. Ooh. Got to close those state borders, you know. You know, what's happening over there, just over the border in the same country? I don't like the way they're handling coronavirus. Maybe we should stop them from coming in. What if What if we roll out the, you know, the vaccine passport that's been working so well on the international flights? What if we do that for, you know, domestic travel as well? Good idea, sir. I mean, it's a proven winner. <laughs> it's a proven winner. Everybody agrees. Everybody took to the idea like ducks to fucking water. What have we got to lose? And then it'll be, you know, public transport, not just even going from state to state. How about getting on a bus or a train? Going to a different part of your city. I said, that'll happen next. And then it'll be, you know, the restaurants. It'll be the sporting events. Then it'll be your place of employment, your workplace. You'll have to scan in with your smartphone before you start work for the day. That'll come next. You know how I know this? Because China has already done it. We we covered the videos at length on this show, like back in 2019 and 2020. People would have to sign in with their coronavirus fucking passport to go into government buildings in China. And if you went to sign in, if you were in the area, because it was tracking everybody's movements. So if you were in, you know, contact tracing is a nice way of... of that's a nice way of referring to overt and all-pervasive surveillance, but whatever. So contact tracing. So if you were in a bus, say, and somebody else had tested negative that day, or positive, pardon me, and then you went to work and you went to scan your phone, it would all, the data would already be in there to say, oh, oh, ah, 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 sorry, you were in the vicinity of somebody who has coronavirus on the bus today. I'm afraid you have to go home for two weeks. You have to stay out. Can't go to work today. Sorry, mate. The app tells them whether or not they're allowed to work that day. The app tells them whether or not they're allowed to make money that day. So I guess the only way to keep safe is to make sure you have your phone on you at all times and just go directly from home to work and back again over and over and over. Try to minimise the amount of time you spend mixing with one another because you wouldn't want to get that big red X. You might not earn any money that day. Right? There's, no, there's no two weeks of sick days for employees in China. <laughs> if you don't work, you don't eat. You die. They don't care. There, there's 1.3 billion of them. They don't care about you. 
Vaccine passports, the article continues, which aren't passports as we know them, but rather a certificate of vaccination will provide evidence to other countries that a traveller has received a full vaccination against COVID-19. There you go. When is it expected to be introduced to travellers in Europe? Yesterday, European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen said she would put forward legislation for a digital green pass this month. Minister of Fun, give me with a diamond. Can't let those filthy Texans cross state lines. Yes, and don't forget about the Floridians as well. The filthy Floridians. Disgusting. The Texans and the Floridians and all of the other, all of the other disease-riddled fucking vermin down there. <laughs> but hey, look, look. Let's not lose our heads here. I mean, this is only happening in Australia and it's only happening in the EU. I mean, it's only happening in crazy places like that. Don't get so paranoid, bro. I mean, this kind of thing, Boogs, there goes that crazy conspiracy theory boogie again. Boogs, this is only happening in literally two places, Europe and Australia. Like, who cares? They're crazy countries. That'll never happen here. It'll never happen here. This one was sent through by Comfy Friend. Thank Thank you for joining us, Comfy Friend. Israel launches COVID tracking freedom bracelet as an alternative to quarantine. <laughs> the freedom bracelet. You've heard of the freedom passport. Now you've got the freedom bracelet. You know why? Because having something that you have to wear for two weeks is so much more convenient than carrying around a passport in your pocket. So much more convenient than having the phone. Hey, we'll just strap this to your wrist and in two weeks, somebody will be around to collect it. In the meantime, we're going to be watching everywhere everywhere you go. Uh, sir, isn't this a little bit like a trackable dog collar? Mm, somewhat, but people aren't dogs, silly. So it's different. It's a bracelet. Ah, oh, thank you, sir. Thank you for keeping me safe. <laughs> Handcuffs are slightly temporary loss of freedom bracelets. Nikki Fruit Loops. Israel has unveiled a coronavirus tracking bracelet as an alternative to a two-week quarantine for incoming travellers, sparking privacy concerns as a top court moved to curb the Shin Bet spy agency's role in contact tracing. A pilot program for the tracking bracelet kicked off at Ben Guron, Gurion, Gurion, Ben Jewish guy, airport on Monday, where 100 devices were doled out to arriving travellers as a way to avoid a stay at a military-administered quarantine hotel. Sounds wonderful. So it's a Palestinian hotel. (laughs) (laughs) Military-administered quarantine hotel? Oh, you mean Gaza. That's what that is, yeah. It's a hell of a town, so I've heard. Instead, those opting for the bracelet system, which features the electronic, uh, the electric wristband, a smartphone app, and a wall-mounted tracking device, will be free to return home to wait out the two-week isolation period. While the device will alert authorities if participants venture too far from the wall-mounted tracker... Oh, my. 
So you wear the bracelet, and if you stray too far from the tracker, the an alarm will start going off, like Fortress. Remember that god-awful movie Fortress with Christopher Lambert? If you walk outside the line, the little bomb that they forced you to swallow blows up in your stomach. <laughs> the CEO of Supercom, the company behind the bracelet, said it does not collect any other information, insisting the tech is minimally intrusive. <laughs> What an answer. Sir, do you think this technology is intrusive? Hmm, minimally. What does that mean? That means that means we just put a finger in your asshole instead of raping you in the ass. You know what I mean? Minimally intrusive is like the Cuomo style of rape. Where it's just, hey, I want you to eat my sausage. You're going to love eating this sausage. Just lick the end of it. Like, yeah, like that. Just, just put just the tip. Minimally intrusive is raping with just the tip. We call it the freedom bracelet because we are not locking anybody up, but rather giving them an opportunity to go home. The freedom bracelet, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I mean, look, Boogs, Boogs, Crazy Boogie. There goes Crazy Boogie with his conspiracy theories again. You know, Boogs, that's only in Australia, the EU... And Israel books. It's only in those three crazy countries. Here in America, that would never happen here. We would never do that. Because we got the Constitution. You know, William Barr, the ass kicker, is going to put these fuckers in prison. We got the Constitution. We got the Second Amendment. Ain't nobody going to be putting up with that shit here, Bugs. We'll be marching on Washington. You stupid son of a bitch, you give your guns away. So, you know, that's only the crazy places like Australia, Israel, the European Union, books. That'll never, ever happen here. Boogie Bumper Studios. It's everybody's new favorite game show. Europe, come on down. Come on down, Europe. Australia, come on down. Come on down, mate. China, come on down. And the United States of America, come on you're the next contestants on it'll never happen here <sighs> new yorkers would have to flash covid 19 passport to enter venues under a new program huh how do you like them apples it's up to you, New York, New York. Governor Andrew Cuomo, or as we like to call him, Rapey McRape Rape, announced Tuesday the rollout of the new pilot program in which New Yorkers would have to flash. A so- oh, not flashing again, Mr. Cuomo. Control yourself, sir. Put your fucking pants on. 
Governor Andrew Cuomo flashed the audience. Oh, I bet he did. He announced Tuesday the rollout of a new pilot program in which New Yorkers would have to flash a sort of COVID-19 passport in order to enter sports arenas, theatres and other businesses as the state continues reopening efforts. The plan is to test, quote, the Excelsior Pass. (laughs) It'll never happen here. The plan is to test the Excelsior Pass, which will use secure technology to confirm if a person has gotten vaccinated or has had a recent negative COVID-19 exam result during events at Madison uh, Madison Square Garden, Barclays Centre, Cuomo said in a statement. What does it do? It tests to see if you've had a recent negative result or if you've been vaccinated. Wow, it sounds like exactly like all of the other ones. Oh, no, it's different, books. It's totally different. You stupid foreign son of a bitch, you give your guns away. (laughs) Wow, it sounds exactly like the system that China has. It sounds exactly like the system we're about to have in Australia. It sounds exactly like the system the EU wants... And it sounds a little bit like the system that the Israelis have with their freedom bracelet. Isn't that the darndest thing? I'm sure it's all a coincidence. The pass was tested at Tuesday night's New York Rangers game at Madison Square Garden. Similar to an airline boarding pass, people will be able to print out their pass and save it on their phones using its Celsius Pass's wallet app. Each pass will have a secure QR code, which venues will scan using a companion app to confirm a a person's health status, ladies and gentlemen. Excelsior! (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, your, your, your medical history is now going to be checked, and the app will tell you whether or not you're allowed to go out for dinner that night. Isn't the new normal so fun and positive and good? Aren't there so many good things happening? Thank you for keeping me safe, New York. We're doing everything we can to vaccinate as many New Yorkers as possible. See, this is the fucking beautiful part about this. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. So many people keep saying so many people over and over and over and over again. They're either dumb or they're fucking dishonest. But people will constantly tell you, hey, the vaccine, which we need the vaccine to get back to normal. We need the vaccine to get back to a normal life. In order to get back to some kind of pre-COVID normal, we need to make sure that everybody's got the vaccine. But it doesn't matter really, does it? It doesn't matter. Because whilst they're rolling out these travel these vaccination passports while they're rolling out these apps that will track your movements and decide whether or not you're allowed to go to a venue that day whilst they're doing all that they will say things like this quote we're doing everything we can to vaccinate as many new yorkers as possible as quickly as possible while keeping the infection rate down and re-energizing our economy in a safe and smart way. Ladies and gentlemen, depending on the country you're living in, they are strapping freedom bracelets to your wrist, which will track whether or not you stray too far from your home and an alarm will go off alerting authorities of your whereabouts. Hey, but don't worry about all that. Don't worry. We're still trying to vaccinate everyone. Okay, then why the fuck are we doing all this then? 
Seems strange to me. This is the new normal, ladies and gentlemen. Stand on this mark, stand in this line, walk in that door, walk out out that door, scan your phone here, scan your freedom bracelet here, show me your freedom passport. Have you had your booster shot? Have you had your second shot? It says here on the app that you haven't had a shot for six months. We can't let you get on the plane today, sir. Don't worry, we've got a vaccination station right out there near the baggage hold. Have you got a mask? Yes. Have you got two masks? Yes. You know, in this building, we endorse three masks. Hey, can somebody address this logo on Amazon? Don't you think the cartoon of a cardboard box kind of looks like Hitler? (laughs) This is the new normal. God, I hate this pop-up here. The Excelsior, the Excelsior Pass will play a critical role in getting information to venues and sites in a secure and streamlined way. Well, thank God the information... Thank God the movement of information is so streamlined. That, that again, that's PR speak for saying that there is no human involvement. <laughs> that they are just directly giving your data to somebody else. Directly. There's no human deciding whether or not it's ethical to do that. There's no human deciding on a case-by-case basis whether or not it's necessary to share certain data with, you know, government bodies and whatnot. No, no, no. We're just handing it all over straight away. We call that streamlining. (laughs) Oh, good. It sounds great. Thank you for keeping me safe. You know, I feel so much safer now that I know that you're streamlining for me. Imagine me sitting here with this archaic idea that my personal private medical information is for me and my doctor and nobody else. Can you please find a way to streamline this information directly into a government system for me? (laughs) Thank you for keeping me safe. (laughs) MSG Entertainment praised the, the, the pilot program, saying, quote, we applaud Governor Cuomo's leadership in reopening New York. (laughs) Fuck me. Alternate reality, huh? The Excelsior Pass program, along with his decision to allow venues to begin welcoming fans, will play important roles in helping get our city back on its feet, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. This week's edition of It'll Never Happen Here, New Yorkers would have to flash COVID-19 passport to enter venues under new program. Look. It's not all bad news. I've got some good news for you. I've got I've got some very futuristic, fantastic fucking news for you tonight. Trust me, you're gonna love this. Mm. Because, because, ladies and gentlemen, mankind is starting to get the upper hand. Mankind is starting to fight back against the evil coronavirus. And you know how we're doing it? By outsourcing the jobs to the robots. Let's have a look. Back in down under little old Australia, let us let me show you what we're doing down here to combat the coronavirus pandemic. Oh God, where's my fucking? See, I give them the nice big build up, give them the nice big build up, and then they go and do that to me. All right, now let's pretend that whole let's pre- pretend that whole lead in just happened. Go. Tech robots are set to be trialled inside hotel quarantine with CCTV to monitor any breaches. 
While the pilot program hopes to reduce the risk of COVID, it's been welcomed by the police union. Neary Tai has the details. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you, kids. For years, look, this is a very small podcast with a very, a very loyal and you know very interactive audience, but a small audience nonetheless. And we haven't been going for that long, you know, two and a half years or thereabouts. <clears throat> but this has been one of those things, man. That's like before coronavirus, since the beginning, talking about this, this intrusive nature of surveillance technology. And, you know, you've, you get called fucking conspiracy theorists and all of this shit over and over and over and over and over again. And the reality is, like, you can, you can now show this to somebody because speaking of alternate realities, the alternate reality will just shift to whatever it needs to at any given time from one sentence to the next. So I could send this video to somebody who, who's accused me of, oh, why you got to be so negative all the time? Don't you think you're being a little paranoid, right? Oh, that's such a conspiracy theory, yada, 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 all the usual shit. I could send this video directly to them and they will openly tell me to my face, hey, it's not that bad. <laughs> no, no, this is not This is nothing to do with what you were talking about. Hey, this is a good idea. Don't you think we should protect people in quarantine, right? They'll just, they'll just switch. They'll pretend like they were in favor of this all along instead of realizing that the day before they found out about this they they were convinced that it wasn't even possible now they know it's possible and they agree with it so again you know like we've often spoken about the futility of trying to argue with people on twitter and shit they'll just construct their own brand new reality to suit the new information and whatever this is the thing you need to understand in every single reality that they construct you will be wrong they will be right and you will be wrong in every construction of reality that they can concoct. Everyone. Even if you tell them that something is going to happen for six months and then it happens and you put the evidence in front of them of the thing happening, they will still imagine a way, a world in which you are wrong. And they are right. Because they'll just change what their opinion was and they'll do it because they believe it. That's the thing. They won't be, you know, they won't be dishonestly changing their position or anything like that. They'll believe whatever the last, you know, program that they've been imprinted with from the culture. That's what they'll run with. And you'll whatever can, reality they, you know, make for themselves, you'll still be wrong in the new one too. So don't waste your fucking time. What is this? What's this? Oh, we're keeping people safe in hotel quarantine. Okay. How are we keeping people safe? Thank you for keeping me safe. High-tech robots are set to be trialled inside hotel quarantine <laughs> with CCTV to monitor any breaches. While the pilot program hopes to reduce the risk of COVID, it's been welcomed by the police union. Neary Tai has the details. At 157... I mean, that, that should be the first red flag right there, right? Have a listen to this again. Have one more time. We'll play this one more time. Have a listen to this fucking shit. 
High-tech robots are set to be trialled inside hotel quarantine with CCTV to monitor any breaches. While the pilot program hopes to reduce the risk of COVID, it's been welcomed by the police union. Okay. Does anybody else see the issue here? Wait a minute, wait a minute. So you're literally telling me that you're going to roll out high-tech robots with fucking CCTV cameras built into them. And you're saying, like, just passing it off like it's like it's completely okay to say. He openly says, oh, they hope it will reduce the risk of getting COVID-19. We hope? Hope? What do you mean hope? The fuck you talk? Hope? Shouldn't, shouldn't we be going on something a little more? Shouldn't we be going on something a little more concrete than just fucking hope when we're rolling out, you know, mass surveillance fucking programs? Don't you think? Hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put high-tech robots in the lobbies of everybody's hotel, and these robots are fitted with CCTV cameras, which will which will be looking for COVID offenders, right, which will be beamed back to law enforcement officers. These robots are going to be walking around, scanning everybody's faces and stuff. Um, you know, we hope that this helps. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Experts hope that it will help help cure coronavirus. <laughs> really? And then in the very next breath, they say, experts hope that it will help fix coronavirus, but the police are really in favour of it. The police think it's a fucking wonderful idea. <laughs> yes, because yes, because they don't even have to do investigative police work anymore. Let's just set the robot robot up in the in the uh, lobby there, and we'll just take the picture of anybody who walks out the front door. Fuck them. Go there and pick them up. Maybe we can get them wearing some freedom bracelets while we're at it. So that that way we can pinpoint their location down to a meter or two. That would really be the ultimate. Hey, we're rolling out this brand new mass surveillance, <laughs> this mag, be, me, this brand new mass surveillance program. By the way, we hope that you don't get coronavirus. <laughs> hope. <laughs> You're gonna have to do a little bit better than fucking hope, my dear. High-tech robots are set to be trialled inside hotel quarantine with CCTV to monitor any breaches. While the pilot program hopes to reduce the risk of COVID, it's been welcomed by the police union. Neary Tai has the details. At 157 centimetres tall, uh -huh. meet the... Oh, these website... These website videos are always fucking terrible like this. Now we're going to have to load it again... At 157 centimetres tall, meet the newest member of the hotel quarantine security team. <laughs> Robots will soon be patrolling corridors to reduce the risk of COVID spreading among workers and guests. How? How? The robot will be, they openly tell you, patrolling the corridors 
trying to protect people. <laughs> We're protecting you. Thank you for keeping me safe. You know, I feel so much better knowing that there's a there's a fucking robot roaming up and down the hallway outside of my hotel room, keeping me safe, making sure I don't leave my room. They're keeping me safe by enforcing, the, making me locked in my fucking hotel room. I feel so much safer now. Knowing that there's just 24-hour constant surveillance right outside my door. Like, if I wake up at 1 o'clock in the morning, everybody else is asleep, and I think, you know what? I've been stuck in this hotel room for five days. I'm going to sneak out and have a fucking quick cigarette in the, in the loading dock downstairs. Fuck this. You know, I feel so much safer knowing that there's going to be a little robot waiting for me when I open the door. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Why are you leaving? <laughs> oh, God. Not you again. Thank you for keeping me safe. Essentially, we've got a robot that can do all of the things that a human can do. With 300... Oh, so on the upside, <laughs> there's more, but there's more to this. But wait, there's more. Not only will we be, you know, introducing this bizarre dystopian surveillance technique of having a robot that's digitally, digitally controlled by law enforcement patrolling around the door... Uh, in the hallway of the hotel you're staying in, but we're also able to replace human employees at the same time. Isn't this wonderful? Yeah. Two birds, one stone. That's what I fucking say. How fantastic is this? Not only do we get to have a, a, a brand new cute little robot keeping me locked in my room, but we also get to fire some fucking poor low-wage worker as well. Fuck yeah, it's wonderful. Who needs humans in a world like this anyway? <laughs> <laughs> the shit they'll boast about, huh? 60 degree vision and fitted with 60 sensors, the American built technology can conduct temperature and PPE checks. Wow. We're able to check them in and out, and we can um, visualize who's going in and out and talk to them as they're going in and out. So <sighs> we're providing that barrier that we believe that's necessary. We believe it's necessary. Did you see this little clip here? If you're watching the video, if you're listening to the podcast, pardon me, you can't see. So the little promo video of this robot, the robot goes up to a guy who's working in the hotel, presumably, walks up to him while he's on the computer and it's like, eh, eh, excuse me, please scan your COVID card. <laughs> and he turns around. The robot's now walking around fucking giving orders. <laughs> the robot is now telling you what to do. Hey. Hey, don't be so don't be so afraid of the robot revolution, you crazy knuckle-dragging conspiracy theorist. We're in control. Really? Did the robot say it's okay for you to say that? <laughs> Did the robot clear you to be in the office today? Have you spoken have you spoken with Bolter over there, the robot? That's what we call him around here. We try to keep things we try to keep things light. You know, on uh, Fridays, it's wear your own clothes to work day. We don't have a uniform at work here on Fridays. You get casual Fridays. Uh, last Friday, we dressed Bolter the robot up in a little Hawaiian shirt. It was wonderful. The Robo Boogaloo Boy. That's what we called him. We love, we love Bolter here at the office. He's a barrel of laughs. He's really just keeping us safe. 60 sensors. The American-built technology can conduct Thanks, temperature America. and PPE checks. Can do We're temperature able to check them checks. in and out, and we can um, visualise who's going in and out and talk to them as they're going in and out. So we're providing that barrier that we believe that's necessary. A contactless added layer of security that was successfully used at the US Open. Quarantine chiefs will be trialling the robot's CCTV. 
funny how they're constantly using sporting events to roll out these things, isn't it? If you want to look at the future of where surveillance is going, where, you know, COVID restrictions are going, if you want to track all that, just look at your local sporting event. Remember at the Super Bowl, they they ran a pilot program for scanning in with a certain app to make sure that you are COVID safe, right? They had that at the, the Super Bowl. They just said that they rolled this thing out at the US Open for security. Uh, we just read the story not that long ago where another pilot program was used on New Yorkers going to the Rangers game at the ice hockey. So whenever you want to find out what the next idea is going to be for you and your average everyday life, because the way this works is if it happens at a sporting event, who goes to sporting events, right? Who goes to sporting events? Fans of the team. And if you're a fan of the team, are you really going to let something like this stop you from going to the sporting event? Or are you more likely to say, fuck it, I don't care. I'm going to go see my team play. We've been locked up for a year. I want to go to the football. I want to go to the football. I haven't seen my team play live uh, football for nearly two fucking years. I used to go every week for four years. Say I've had the same seat at my local football team stadium for fucking 10 years now. I book the same seat every year. I haven't gone for a year and a half. So I can't wait to go and watch my team play, but I know what's going to happen. I'm going to go up. I'm going to show up there. I'm going to have to scan in with a phone. I'm going to have to clear it with an app. And then eventually I'll probably be asked whether or not I've been fucking vaccinated or not. And then they'll decide whether or not they let me into the ground based on that. So just watch the sporting events because that's what comes first. We get the true believers, the people who feel like they have no choice. I'm going to I'm gonna go and see my team play. I don't care. Yeah, Sinister Charlie, regular people, right? I'm going to go and see my team play. I don't give a fuck. They roll it out at those events because they know people will comply. And then they use that data and say, look, we're doing such a great idea. And then they go down to City Hall and go, don't you think we should use this? Can't we get some big juicy fucking government contract to roll this technology out in government buildings? And a government employee says, yes, that's a great idea. Because You know why? Because people will thank us for keeping them safe. And then the insurance companies will say to businesses, hey, what are you doing to ensure that your customers are COVID safe? What are you doing to make your workplace COVID safe? I'm afraid that we can't offer you this low rate anymore. As an insurance company, it's upon us to make sure that our reflates, our rates reflect the level of risk that we're dealing with here. So you're gonna, I'm afraid you're gonna have to have the little fucking surveillance robots scanning people as they come in, scanning people's temperatures before they walk into your building. Otherwise, we're gonna have to jack up your insurance premiums. And, you know, six months from now, nine months from now, people are going to be sitting around going, how the fuck did this happen? How did we get here with all of this shit? You watch, they will. How did we get here with all of this surveillance and, you know, COVID passports and vaccination checks and fucking robots scanning temperatures when we walk into the room? And you'll say, oh, it was about 12 months ago they started doing it at sporting events. You were the one who called me a fucking crazy conspiracy theorist when I brought it up. Remember that? And they go, yeah, that's right. Hey, we're keeping people safe, though, you crazy conspiracy theorist. What, I bet you think it's all a hoax, don't you? Are you a Q follower? Do you read QAnon? You're reading too much Breitbart. You're a Trump cultist. You're a dangerous anti-vax extremist, aren't you? See, all of the, all of the insults have already been preloaded into the weapon. So if you disagree, if you raise a point of contention, if you say, I really don't think this is in the spirit of, you know, freedom and privacy and all of that kind of thing, They've already got the insults already loaded up. 
Breitbart, bang. Fake news, bang. Trump cult, bang. Anti-vax extremist, bang. Right-wing conspiracy theorist, bang. White supremacist, bang. You know what I mean? So you'll just be laying there in a metaphorical pool of your own blood. And nobody will give a fuck. V feature during the coming weeks, adding it's an important tool for checking resident it's compliance. It's not a weapon, it's a tool. Well being, but it will not replace the role currently. Oh, that's gotta that's gotta be the quote of the year. Listen to this. Listen to this. Speaking of alternate reality, CCTV is an important tool for checking resident compliance and well-being. <laughs> Compliance and well-being. Wow, they really care about us, don't they? No, no, no. See, the reason that we're putting cameras up everywhere, the reason that we're tracking your movements constantly with cameras that are directly linked to government databases is because we care about your well-being. <laughs> we just want you to be happy. <laughs> We just want you to be safe and comfortable. That's what we're really doing this for. Compliance and well-being. Hey, it's not like we're asking you to it's not like we're asking you to trade away your freedom for just nothing. We're offering you peace of mind. We're offering you safety. Give us your freedom and we'll give you a nice well-being. <laughs> give us your freedom and we'll give you protection. How about that, huh? The mafia you can vote for. But it will not replace the role of currently provided by uh, CQV residential support officers in monitoring floors. Okay, we're just bolstering the support officer. Uh, every, everything is fucking propaganda now. Everything is propaganda. One sentence to the next. Don't, you know, people will send me an article and say, look at this propaganda. I'm like, yes, everything is propaganda. What do they call the people? Who are keeping, uh, you know, who are keeping the quarantined people prisoner in their own hotel rooms, right? What do they call the people doing that job? First of all, they say that the CCTV fucking robots that are patrolling the hallways—I'm not joking—that scan people's, you know, COVID passports, that scan people's temperatures. We call them uh, essential in order to ensure compliance and well-being, and then the people who are walking around, you know, knocking on doors, making sure nobody's leaving their room, making sure there is strict compliance. We call those residential support officers. <laughs> Thank you for the support. Thank you for supporting me. <laughs> the residential support officers. Not the COVID enforcement officers. That would be a little bit too confrontational. Right? That's a little bit too aggressive, <clears throat> you know. Rather than call this the, <clears throat> rather than call this the overt surveillance program, what if we called it the uh, ensuring well-being and residential support program? Good idea, sir. Good idea. Provided by CQV residential support officers in monitoring <laughs> floors. Always looking at how they can improve. Got to have a hard the, hat. The, the, the monitoring. You, you absolutely, if you are going to speak to regular people, 
50 years ago, somebody decided wearing a hard hat and a vest was the way to get through to the fucking dumb rednecks. <laughs> and they've been doing it ever since. Look, we're going to have to make an announcement that ignorant people won't really like. What should we do? I know. Hard hat and vest. That's the way we do it. That's the way we'll figure it out. You know, as soon as the camera was turned off, this woman was like, oh, get me out of this. It stinks. Stinks like grease and actual work. Fuck. I'm going to have to get my hair done again today. You've got to ask the question, if the government can't get it right with people, maybe they do need to look at robots. On any given day... Oh, oh, the government is incompetent. Well, you know, let's be reasonable here. Let's be rational. Let's be the sense. Let's be the fucking sensible centre in this discussion, shall we? I mean, if the government is too incompetent to get this right, what have we had here in this state? No cases in a month or something. I, remember how they said, "Oh, we're going to get it down below zero. Okay. Two weeks to flatten the curve. We're now at zero and it's and we're rolling out fucking security robots. We're now rolling out mech warriors in the in the hallways of the hotels that people are staying at. Zero cases. Well, you know, maybe if people can't get it right, maybe we do need robot need robots. <laughs> like a duck. Around 200 police officers are used to man the floors inside hotel oh, quarantine. Really? 200. The police yeah. association says it's been calling for extra CCTV cameras yeah. and it supports this trial. I bet Getting they do. Getting through the doors would keep coppers off. Why do all of these people have the same fucking whiny fucking voice? To steal a lot, to steal a line one more time from Alex Jones, chicken-necked fucking pansies are running the world. Chicken neck fucking pansies are running the world and telling me, you know, what we really need is to roll out the Robocop robots in order to keep people safe. We need to protect these dumb people from themselves. They don't fucking understand. <laughs> One after the other, after the other, after the other, after the other. And yes, indeed, bold frame fucking glasses. Every, every, every single time. <laughs> It's a woman with bold frame glasses or it's a man with a chicken neck pansy fucking voice. These are the only t- these are the two genders that are running the world. Bold frame glasses female, chicken neck pansy male. Always looking at how they can improve um, the, the the monitoring. You've got to ask the question: If the government can't get it right with people, maybe they do need. To maybe look we at should robots. look at it right. On any given day, around 200 police officers are used to man the floors inside hotel quarantine. The police association says it's been calling for extra CCTV cameras, and it supports this trial. Getting Robocop through the doors would keep coppers off the floors. Not only is it putting resources back where they're needed in the. <laughs> They've even got little slogans. He's already got a little slogan, little bumper sticker for it. Getting Robocop through the door will get the cops off the floor. <laughs> it's You know what? It's it, we're, we're getting valuable policing resources back there, out there on the streets. Oh, really? So good. We can go back to arresting people who are having picnics again. That'll be fun. That's good. Fin- finally, we've got more police on the beat. 
to make sure that people aren't standing in groups of three anymore. <laughs> Got to have people breaking up those illegal gatherings in private homes, huh? You aren't having sex with somebody from a different suburb, are you? Arrest this man. And it supports this trial. Getting Robocop through the doors would keep coppers off the floors. Robocop. Not only is it They're putting resources back within... The, po the police are literally calling it Robocop. ...in the community, it's also making hotel quarantine safer. Ah, we've got to keep people safe. Thank you for keeping me safe. <laughs> I feel so much safer now. There you have it. Absolutely wonderful. <laughs> All right. With that, ladies and gentlemen... With Robocop patrolling the hallways outside the studio. We'll leave it there for tonight. Thank you for joining us on this Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie. I'll be back on Friday with another show. Thank you to everyone who contributed tonight on DLive and Streamlabs. Um, what else? Don't forget to follow all of our friends, of course. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do on Friday yet. I've still got a whole bunch of stuff. Maybe we'll do some calls on Friday. Maybe we'll do something a little different. I don't know. If there's something you want to you want us to cover, send it in. If you're not in the Discord yet, you can join the Discord. We've got some stuff that Jim sent through, so we'll probably cover a little bit of that. Anyway, that's Friday. That's a long, that's a fucking lifetime away. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, patreon.com slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to program my Robocop, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, stay calm, stay rational. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.